Hello and welcome to another episode of Triton Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Gonzalez, presented by the Pacific Athletic Network. Uh, we're grateful again, always, to be in Trilogy, Trilogy Financial's recording studio. Um, we're thankful for them. Um, I'm excited for this week. We have a great episode lined up. We have um, current women's basketball player, Nola, on the show. Nola is my athletic prefect at Pacifica. For those of you that have interest in what a prefect is, uh, shoot me an email or call me. We can talk about it later. But we have um, a guest here who I've known for four or five years now. We were just talking about where her last name officially changed because she's recently married the last four or five years. Mom to be Natalie Lawrence. Natalie, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know. It's crazy. Every time I hear, oh, yeah, Natalie. I'm like, oh, Natalie Swift. And everybody's like, nope, that's not her name anymore. I'm like, ah, oh, my bad. I love um, it. I, I love my old last name. Yeah. So. And nothing against Trevor. I know, yes, you know, yes. we're, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence is a strong name. It's yeah. it's a good name. Um, but Natalie, so a little bit for our, our viewers and um, our listeners that don't really maybe know you, um, or your journey and your history. You grew up in uh, Newport Beach, right? Mm-hmm. Went to Newport Newport Harbor. Um, I know you spent time in Oregon at yeah. University of Oregon, correct? Yeah. And then transferred to Point Loma, where you finished out playing your soccer career. Mm-hmm. And now you're a mom to be. When are you yes. due? I'm due March 31st. No way. And you're yes. here right now. Yes. So this could yes. happen. This could happen here. You guys could see it in real time. Oh, man. Do we have Trevor on speed dial if we need <laughs> yeah. to, like, hit him up? Yeah. That's, yeah, that, really. I mean, I've never, you know, given birth. You know, I, I can help. <laughs> I can, like, you know, catch it or yeah. something if I need to. <laughs> but, Amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then you're also coaching, right, at Concordia yeah. mm-hmm. here in Irvine. And then you run a podcast. Tell me a little about your podcast. That must be fun. Yes. So I run a podcast called The Female Athlete Mission, um, also known as The FAM. And it's just about being a community of female athletes, specifically talking about faith and sports and being a woman in sports. Mm. Um, So it's a blog, too, and an Instagram and all the things. But it's a really fun podcast interview athletes coaches narps i don't know if we're familiar with the narp no, term no, okay please narp is a non-athletic well non-athlete regular person so when you retire you become a narp gotcha. it's pretty sad but it's also <laughs> like you know it's a cool club but really we're never really narps i mean maybe right now because i i can't play pickup soccer at all i really mm. feel like a narp um i'm going for walks for go. athletes, that's kind of like, oh, now we just walk. That's yeah. kind of like, that's well, NARP status. Isn't that in the Olympics, too? Isn't there like power oh, walk? Walking. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a sport, right? We could, we'll, okay. We'll give them and you want to race me? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all let you win. Um, but um, okay, well, that's great. And that's, that's going well. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing it for about two years. Okay. I started it because I work for an organization called Fellowship of Christian Athletes yes. and was feeling like, there's just not a lot of resources for female-specific athletes. Mm. And um, so I started it as a blog, and it has evolved into a podcast, which I love podcasting. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just kind of sit and talk, and you you waste time together, and before you know it, like, wow, it's an hour later. Talk about catching babies and stuff. Yeah, (laughs) that's what we did. Well, uh, when my daughter Bella can actually understand podcasts, I'm excited for her to listen, because I know uh, Kelsey's shared it with me a few times, and there's good stuff on there. So, um, well... So uh, this episode one, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, one, like your journey, but, um, you know, you're, what you're doing right now, but also like your insight to being a female student athlete mm-hmm. um, in a world that not only has social media, in my opinion, changed that landscape completely, but the pressure that goes with, you know, you have to be D1 or you have to play in college and, and not just enjoying the journey. You totally. know, you are someone who played at a very high level. You played club, you played high school, you played college. Um, and kind of walk through that. And I know Nola has questions as well. Um, but maybe tell us a little bit about like, you know, 
the pressures that you see for female student athletes now to compete and play at the next level that they're getting? Yeah. I actually think the question has to do with like um, being like, I, I guess as being a student athlete or being just a human, you want to ha- be valuable. You want to matter wherever you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a pressure now, especially in Orange County, but I'm sure if anyone's listening outside of Orange County, there's a pressure that um, in order to matter or to be valuable, you have to like be wearing the collar sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Like you have to say, I have, you know, I'm going to University of Oregon. I'm playing Pac-12. I'm doing this. And that's going to like make us feel like we matter back at home. People are going to remember us. People are going to know our name. Um, maybe we'll get daily pilot athlete of the week. Like how important <laughs> that is a local throughout right there. It yeah. is. Yes. And, and it's this thing of really, we just want to feel like we matter. And I think sometimes our community can put so much value in what you do. So in order to feel valuable, you have to have something. So if, hmm. if you're not the athlete, you got to be the musician. You got to be really good at school. Like you have to have your thing. Hmm. And I think that that is actually where we falter a little bit is, um, you are valuable and you matter just being who you are. It's inherent in you. And then you can go from that place and just enjoy. You can decide, do I want to play in college? Do I want to explore something else? Do I want to just enjoy where I'm at here? Do I love soccer because I love my teammates? Um, can I? Can that be what soccer is? Or do I have to use soccer to make myself feel valuable? And my argument is, no, you don't. You have value inherently. Um, given by God, just by being who you are, mm. and um, it like I want to blame society or our mm. culture, but I know that it's a decision that we can make as student athletes. But parents, coaches, um, administrators, we perpetuate that too. We yeah. perpetuate this feeling that that if if you're going to be noticed at our school, it's going to be because of what college you go to. Mm-hmm. What what else could we notice our students for? You know, what yeah. else could we notice people for? So. Um, yeah, I think there's this crazy pressure to feel like we matter, and and there just might be some other ways about yeah. going about that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think, and Nola, maybe you can speak into this, but I think, I would like to think Pacifica, that is a big goal of ours. And my job there, you know, with the things I oversee is we talk a lot about developing like the whole person, mm-hmm. um, that you're not just a student or you're not just an athlete, but you're an individual, and we want you to we want to help morph you to be the individual God's intending you yeah. to be. Um, but, you know, Nola, I don't look at you as just a basketball player. Like, you're a prefect. You Hopefully you get involved in the arts, right? Like, the, they're, the co-curriculars within themselves are just as important as the whole development of the child, not just the classroom or not any singular discipline. Even. Yeah. Um, but, Nola, maybe what's your experience at Pacifica as a student athlete but also as a student? Um, I think, like, going back to what you said, I think also within families, there's, like, siblings that want completely different things, and it's really hard to, like, separate what you want from what your siblings want, and I think that, like, if you have a sibling that wants to go D1 and wants to be, like, make it, like, a really big name for themselves, it's hard for you to, like, say, like, maybe I don't want that, because it seems like, like, that's the main focus of your family, and, like, it's kind of hard to say, like, oh, like, I don't necessarily want the same things, and, like, I can relate to that, and then also, like, at school, like, what Brandon was saying, I think that, Pacifica does a really good job of forming a whole person. I've learned so much within the prefect program, like about myself. I learned so many things about my habits. And then on the court and off the court, like my coach, he's so he's like really important to me. Like the, I, I know you understand like the mm-hmm. coach, uh, coach athlete relationship and yeah. that the impact of it is like, it's greater than what it may seem. Like I'm learning so much in practice about 
like the game but then off the court like we bond so much and when we hang out and like our whole team we learn so much about each other and like it's what's your favorite topic you guys talk about I don't know it's see like it's like little things like for me I think that one of the my highlights and like one of the best things that we talk about is like what we have for dinner every day. like it's like <laughs> simple things like it doesn't it doesn't it's like not life-changing but at the same time like it's real day, yeah it's super real it's, it's just life like, it's like a connection yeah. that I've had like I have with my team and my coach that I've never had before like I don't usually talk to my coaches outside of like yeah. oh what times practice what like things like that and like here are like we we talk about so many little yeah. things that like add up and it's really really important to me like i i hold that very close to my heart yeah mm. and that actually makes me think of um tim tebow has a quote that says um success is about you but significance is about others mm. and how much if we're just con like consumed by success it's really you're going to be just be consumed with yourself and about i'm going to make it to the next level i'm doing this i'm doing that but significant moments always have to do with others it's your team it's the way that you're serving your teammates it's those deeper connections you have with your coach it's winning together it's losing together mm -hmm. it's so much more significant so that makes me think of that too yeah absolutely and our team is not that big right now and so the connection that we have we we had to make a stronger connection because there weren't that many of us and we had to come together and because of that i think that we're even stronger and mm. so when we win together and when we lose together, obviously we're not playing, but in yeah. practice, like we have to lift each other up and we can't let one person have a bad attitude because there's not enough of us to like mm -hmm. just totally. sit down. Can't like, lose each like, other. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there's not enough of us to like say like, oh, I don't want to practice today. Like we're always working and we have like a busy schedule. And so that like that bond and that yeah. like accountability we have yeah. and like we hold each other to high standards which is good like even like not in practice like i think it's really good like life standards yeah. we mm. hold each other to really really high standards yeah so good yeah it makes me think of a there's a book it's called chop wood carry water um and we had a we used for the girls soccer team i think it was two years ago we used a quote from it that said dream big start small and part of it is so many people focus on i think your point like that end goal of college or D1 or whatever, winning CIF, mm -hmm. that they forget the, the process of greatness and, and the journey that's there. Um, because that, that is important. Um, not saying at Pacifica, you know, we don't want to win, right? Winning is yeah. more fun than losing. But oftentimes people forget the journey. And the journey encompasses a lot. Relationships, leadership skills, building, time management, everything you can talk about in there. Um, and Natalie, kind of shifting gears, but not really. How did high school play that role in in your life, you know, similar to maybe what it sounds like Nola's high school experience so far, hopefully has been pretty successful and fun <laughs> and exciting. And, but how did that you know, impact you? Cause you were at the end of the day, a stud soccer player, um, you know, played some high level, but you seem like you went through a process to get there. Like, yeah. what, tell me about that. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely fell into the trap of D one or die. <laughs> basically, <laughs> And that ultimately was kind of, a, um, it took my path, my path ended up being very zigzag. I transferred, you know, all of these things. And that there's also freedom and an invitation that you can transfer. Yeah. That happens. A lot of people do. Many stories are not linear. They're often zigzag and that's mm -hmm. okay and great. And I wanna tell more stories of that. But um, so for me, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna quickly tell a story about when I was in fourth grade and my dad was my coach. <laughs> I, um, Okay, I was always very small. I was like the little person. The I was very like petite. I was kind of a timid hmm. person, which 
not like socially or anything, but for some reason on the field, I became timid. And as I look back, I think that it had to do with the way that coaches treated me around, treated me as a player and as a person around me. And I, um, and so I remember my third grade year, I had a coach that, that I didn't really play much. I was the youngest person there and I was the smallest Mm. and even AYSO, you know, we were probably (laughs) the blue dolphins and, um, we, Love that name. <laughs> yeah, every you have to have the color and then the name uh, in every AYSO team. But do you guys have the banners? Like, oh you, yeah, the, for yes, sure. the banners. So, so I remember, like, even it was so. I'm like not getting playing time. I'm like, oh, I feel so small, literally and figuratively. So the next year, my dad coaches me, and he he's never coached me before, and he just I I don't know why he decided to step in in that. And we were the Blue Blasters that year. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like that year changed my life. I know this is very dramatic, but because for the first time, somebody as a coach saw what I brought and not what I lacked. And I think often we, we, as coaches, we want to empower people for, we want to make them better. So where they're falling short, we want to make them better. But that wasn't helping me (laughs) at the time because I was just not very good. And my dad coaching me saw what was what I brought to the table. And I think um, what an amazing way to empower a young person is by saying, like, what do you bring? And so all of a sudden I was like a leader on the team. And my dad got something out of me that no coach had yet. I, I all of a sudden was scoring all these goals. I mean, literally I went from this timid player to scoring – seven, eight goals a game and being the person running everywhere. And it, it just, it changed all of a sudden I saw my identity as something different as mm-hmm. somebody that was an impact player and was an impact person and could lead. I mean, even at an age of 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So going into high school, um, when I got to high school, uh, my club team was very competitive. All of my club players, teammates were going to play in college and it was very, um, yeah, very competitive. High school was a different story. High mm. school, you have different girls that are there for different reasons, and um, which is a great place to actually flourish and to experience your sport in a different way, and specifically in the soccer realm. I'm not sure how it is with basketball or other other sports, but for me, for when I got to high school sports, high school soccer specifically, I got to experience soccer in a sense that wasn't like, okay, are you sending videos to coaches? Are mm. you you know, or are we played in the college showcase this weekend? It was like, no, we're here to just play and to be together and to to grow as people and all of that stuff. So um, my experience in high school was not about college, which freed me up to just play and learn about myself. Well, I made varsity as a freshman, and I was terrified. I was not <laughs> good enough. Like, the, the girls that were older were just, like, my idols. I thought they were amazing. And I remember when my coach pulled me aside before the season started. He was a brand new coach. It was his first year too, and he said, "Was that I, Justin Schroeder? It was no. Larry Draylen. Okay, yeah. Okay. Justin came in right after uh, a couple years after I had left. Okay, and um, yeah. So um, my coach pulled me aside and he said, "Just so you know, I want to put you on varsity, but if you if you are okay with that, you're not going to play." I'm like, "Okay, I don't care. I just want to be on varsity. I want everyone to see I'm, you know, the freshman on varsity." And he said, so I'm like, yes, that's fine. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And he said, okay, this team is going to be yours in three or four years. Like, this is going to be your team. And it was so impactful because in that moment, I realized so often in high school, we're just where we are. 
And as a freshman, all you're thinking about is what people think of you. And, you know, you're just a freshman. You're trying yeah. to survive. And all of a sudden, I had a, I had a vision for what could be one day. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, something was set in me that said, like, this could be my team one day. And I needed to have a vision bigger than today, than what I was doing on the bench that day, or whether I got on the field or mm-hmm. whatever. So I think that high school became that for me, was me learning how to evolve into a leader and take a team and um, for just the sake of that team, not for what's coming next yeah. or whatever. Um, I could keep going. I'm not sure if I'm totally off topic. No, no, okay. no, it's good because it's like I, the, what I'm hearing, you know, is the value of high, like when I think of club, you know, I played club just like you know, like you did and Nola, I'm sure with AAU and not, but you're you're one of many yeah. in the sense of you know I remember my club way back in the day we we was like we had three teams in our age group um, you know there's sixty teams in a club where it's like I view Pacifica and Harbor like you're one of one like yeah. you are Harbor soccer and what are you gonna do with your team and what's that vision and and honestly what legacy are you gonna leave for the girls behind you to follow yeah. um, and you don't get that in the club world you're you have a bad year you're like all right well I'm gonna go to this club and, totally. and you know this coach got fired because he didn't get enough wins and and you do see that in high school like that's not it's not just not there but I I see that point like the value that being a part of a team that represents almost like an institution there's just yes. value in that there um, totally yeah. yeah, yeah. The the I think also for some girls, um, maybe they are gonna be. They're coming from a really competitive club team, and maybe high school. Maybe you make fresh off JV, wherever you are. Maybe you now are one of the best players, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity to grow in confidence. Yeah. Like for the first time, I learned how to play way more physical because I'm playing against 18 year olds, and mm-hmm. I'm 15, and I'm scared of them. <laughs> and how do I? How do I? push back how do I like there's so much opportunity in in the high school realm that is so exciting how do I grow as a leader here um how do I focus on yes focus on things that you could grow in but I love this this idea of focus on on not on what you have not what you're lacking and Mm -hmm. like grow that cultivate that be excited about it and um, run with it a little bit Nola I know you had a question about student li- or you had a question regarding athletics and management I'll let you answer us that one yes and before the question like what you were saying also I I was forced or not forced but um <laughs> last year our team didn't have any seniors and so okay. I'm the only junior now and then there's two seniors that are going to graduate this year and so last year I was put into a leadership position and I was kind of like I wasn't forced but like I was put into that position not knowing that I was going to have to be the leader that I needed to be and I think that what you're saying it's really important to encourage like others and it is hard sometimes like you have really long days and you're not doing well and it's like you feel like you're only doing things wrong and like to hear your coach or to hear your teammates say like you're doing a really good job doing this like it's okay like you may not be shooting well but your defense is like yeah it's so strong like that will get you through that day and it'll get you through that week and I think that I really agree with your the importance of that because yeah. I think that's gotten me through a lot of practices mm. a lot of hard days and I know that our coach does a really good job of doing that and so I appreciate that a lot because yeah. no other coach has done that for me so cool yeah and then my question I know that a lot of students um they the experience for a student athlete and just a, a student focused on academics is very different and um it's hard like we, I know myself like I've struggled like you you want to have 
plans on Saturday, but like you have that morning practice, like you want to go out on Friday night, but mm -hmm. practice is at eight or practice is at 10 on Saturday. And so it's hard to balance academics, social life and sports, like all at the same time, especially mm -hmm. if you're trying to play in college and especially if you have to be careful with what you do and how you manage your time. Yeah. And I just wanted to hear about how you did that. Cause I know that yeah. I would love to hear, I like I, just advice in any of those areas. Yeah. Okay, this is a little bit of a hot take, but um, I truly feel like my schedule was so much harder in high school than it was in college. <laughs> because, it's probably true for Pacificans, for sure. <laughs> yes, like, and especially, like, I talked to so many of you high school athletes, and you're like, well, I have school from this time to this time, then, and it's the same every day, and then it's practice, and then it's club practice, and then it's homework, and then it's church, and then you're going to play practice, too, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, thinking, you have no time to even – like your schedule in many ways is is set out for you and you're and there might be times where you feel like you're just surviving and in college i think it does equip you that in college you have way more choice and you are able to to manipulate your schedules in certain ways if you're playing in college um uh you know you might have weights in the morning wait and then practice in the afternoon but then you can fill in the rest of your day and kind of make it work and so um, I really think that high school is the hardest. So I just want to like go and say <laughs> that. Um, and, and because people have, are expecting a lot of you, whereas you're more accountable to yourself when you're um, in college. But um, so for me, it, uh, it has to be different for every single person because you have to figure out how you work best. I could not do homework at night. I'm telling you, if I was doing my homework at 10.30 at night, I would fall asleep with my face on my books, <laughs> just slobbery mess. I had to do it in the mornings. And I wake, worked way better in the mornings. So I was able to schedule my life in, in a way where I would wake up at 6 a.m. and finish studying, finish my project, finish my math homework from 6 to 7. My dad would wake up with me and and do that over breakfast and it, it, it worked way better for me so I think that there's difference in different people and kind of figuring out when when to fit what in where you're going to be most effective um, if you're like drowning and you're feeling like I can't do all of this in a week then there might be an opportunity to shift something so really giving permission and even um, an encouragement or like um, what's the word I want to give, um, more authority for students to have over their own schedules. Mm. Um, and then I was also a little bit of the weird one that I loved that I didn't have to hang out with friends because I had a soccer game. Because <laughs> I loved soccer so much. And that is, a, that is an interesting thing. Like I, of course, it's hard to surrender your schedule in certain ways to your sport. I think that's a, a decision you have to make is if it's worth it because if you're resenting your sport every single day because you wish you could be doing something else, then I would question your participation in the sport. Not that you should quit or anything like that, but maybe you need to rethink why you're playing your sport. If there's like constant resentment to not being able to mm -hmm. do other things, then you might need a different why. You might need um, a different way to get through it, but, but you can't do it all. Like, that's just impossible. I think I heard this um, this NCAA basketball coach say this once, and I can't remember who it was, but he said, like, you only have – oh, I'm going to butcher it. You only have, like, three things you can do in life, and that's um, – maybe he said there's only two, school, sports, and social life. Yeah, he said there's only two, and, and, but often 
in our, like as a college athlete or high school athlete, you have school sports and and your um, social life. You have to choose often. You can only do too well. So you're mm. going to have to situate things. And then for many students at Pacifica, their faith is a big part of their life. So mm-hmm. now you have a fourth thing. So you're going to have to prioritize every day, make decisions. Um, yeah. Uh, does that answer your question? Yeah. It's it, the step back. It's it's really helpful. Like, it's hard to say, like, hold on. Like, I have so, so much going on right now. Mm-hmm. I need to, like, take a step back and figure out what I can do, what I can yeah. take a break from. And also, like, it is hard to say, like, oh, sorry, guys. Like, I want to hang out with you, but, like, I can't. Like, I need a break. I need to rest. And I think it Pacifica does, like, hold you to a high standard. And I, it's, like, I really appreciate it. And I, like, work a lot harder because of it. But at the same time, like, I have a teacher. And she'll say, like, oh, like, how's your week going? Like, do you guys need mm-hmm. a break? And she'll say, okay, like, you guys don't need to do homework today. Like, it's really – it's it's a really good thing to have. And it's I really appreciate it from my teacher. She – understands that there's a lot going on and like especially a lot of us are athletes do we like, want to give a shout out to the teacher absolutely senora senora lesbian there we go there, there we go, go. <laughs> Love it. um she she really understands it and mm-hmm. I, she has a daughter who played sports too and she was trying like she was on the d1 road and that was like her life and so she really gets it and our school does a really good job of holding us to a high standard but also helping mm-hmm. us accomplish everything we want to and like work in sports while also doing well in mm-hmm. school because I think at our school there's not really a lot there's not a lot of students that are like just academics like everyone's in arts or they they participate in a lot of things and that is hard but they do do a really good job of helping us accomplish it all yeah. so yeah. yeah that's awesome and don't sacrifice time with your family because at the end of the day uh I had great friends in high school but I <clears throat> but your relationship with your family is going to last forever so yeah so if you if you have to sacrifice not going out on Friday night with your friends because you have a morning game the next day, like enjoy that time with your family. It's really special those moments. So just a quick shout out to families out there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's important. It is important. Um, so last kind of question, I guess, as we kind of kind of wrap up our time a bit, for maybe some of our female students, female athletes who um, are getting, you know, I want to know your thoughts on social media. And the the idea of getting wrapped up in that as a female athlete and, you know, it, it was social media wasn't around when I was in high school. Like you literally got the paper, looked at the box scores. like Hey, you know, I got I made the paper. Now it's like, did you get did, did I get on Twitter? Did that basketball company get me on there? Oh, I got 3000 views or I got 200 views. Well, you must be very good. Like what is, what is your advice? To, and, and, I, and I say female athletes because one, I'm terrified for Bella, what she has to go through. And the pressure that our society will put on that, I think, um, I think our boys go through it too. But I just think it's different for them. So, um, so maybe some of your thoughts as you now have been doing your fam for a while, the podcast for those of you who don't remember what the fam was. Um, but yeah, I just your thoughts on the yeah. pressure of that, and maybe Nola, what you feel as a current student athlete, you know, thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, um, I'll go first. I think that um, I would just say. If you have been uh, featured on the Instagram of your school or on the Twitter or maybe I threw out the Daily Pilot Athlete of the Week, if you're a local Orange County person, you know how that feels uh, or what that is. Um, It's so ultimately unfulfilling. So I almost just want to tell you that. I remember when I was Daily Pilot Athlete of the Week one week and I I was like, oh my gosh, I am the bee's knees. I have made it. (laughs) And then like the next week, there's another athlete of the week and honestly 
who cares about girls soccer? Like I do, but the rest of the world doesn't really, you know, some yeah. people do. It's going to get crumpled up and thrown into the trash can. And social media, a post lasts a day, maybe. And then the next is relevant. You will never keep up. You will continue. Like it might be on the top of the feed for a day, maybe a week. If, if, if you have friends that love to reshare things, a week of glory. And then you're, and then you're on the hamster wheel again. It's not worth it. It's not enough. At the end of it, you will be unfulfilled and you'll just want another rush. Um, so I want to first just say it, it's, it's an unsatisfying uh, desire because at the end of the day, it won't actually quench what you want, which is, again, to matter, to be valuable. We think if we're on social media, if we get that post, that's how we'll feel. Um, and then the other thing I would say is I think we need to be very careful at, um, at getting our, our ideals and our values confused. Hmm. So I think sometimes we see, and I see this in sports or not, we see what girls are doing there in, in college. They're going to school in the South. They're in a sorority. They're hmm. all this stuff. Tailgating we, football games, yes, the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> we create these ideals in our mind of like, wow, this is the college experience. And we want to live that so bad. And we see it put out and we're like, that's the ideal that we want. Where maybe that actually has nothing to do with values. Um, maybe our value when we're looking into college or we're looking at who we want to be is, I want to be somebody who has community. Hmm. I want to be in a place where my faith can grow. I want to be in a place where I still enjoy soccer. You know, those are values. Don't get values and ideals con confused because sometimes I think ideals take over and social media does that. Mm. And I was talking to a girl who plays basketball. I keep referring to basketball. I guess I have a lot of basketball <laughs> connections. Um, actually, a girl I interviewed for my podcast, she plays basketball in um, New Jersey, a small school there. And she said she had gone to a big university and transferred to a small school. And she said she was going there and she was like, I'm, this isn't what I thought it was. Is there something wrong with me? Hmm. I saw these pictures of these girls living this like incredible college life. Am I, is there something wrong with me? Why can't I have that college experience? Do I, am I not as likable? You know, hmm. why is this place lonely for me? Oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. So she had idealized what it was going to look like when she played there in college and it, it fell short. And so I think being careful of not, letting social media idealize certain things in life that we want to experience because again it'll let you down because it's not going to look like the way it's it not looks. real like, no <laughs> and i think everyone knows that in some sense like this is the fast food version of connection like yeah, we know it that's like good way to put it like the likes we get on there we know it's fast food but you know what sometimes fast food feels really good yeah. in the moment but then it doesn't later. The next but, morning you're like, oh my yeah, gosh. Exactly. <laughs> so I think we kind of know that, but yet we still fall into it. And mm. like, I, so I think that that's a big part is, is not idealizing it. And also just knowing that it's going to pass and it's not going to fulfill you in the long run. Yeah. So yeah. Nola, your thoughts, we got about, you know, 90 seconds, right. but, but no, but Nola, just, you know, in, in, I want to say in a very candid sense, like, what is it like? Like you are a current female student athlete on a, a good program. Like, tell us, you know, what is that like? I think that the urge for the public attention and like the media, the attention from media is to be recognized. And I think that it's kind of hard if your teammates or people around you are getting like highlights and mm -hmm. things like that. And it could be discouraging, which is why I think that like people want it. People want to be posted. Mm. People want to be recognized and all of that. But at the end of the day, like you said, like it's unfulfilling, like, 
yes, like you're recognized, but I think that even if you're not, and even if you're not getting a post, like you should see that as like an opportunity to work harder. And like, you should use that as motivation because I know that even when you get posted and if you, if you get a highlight, if you get tagged in something, like they're still working hard. It doesn't mean that they're better than you. It doesn't mean this, it doesn't mean that, but like you have to understand that everyone's working hard and you have to push each other. And it doesn't really matter if you're getting posted or not. It doesn't like, it doesn't say how good you are. And yeah. Yeah. that is easy to forget. And it's easy to say like, does it define you as a person? Yeah, it does not define you at all. And I think it's easy to say like, oh, my friend just got posted and I didn't, but I feel like I had a better game. So mm -hmm. like, like what's going on? Like, where's mine? But like, you have to realize that that's not the reality. And like, it has become like, oh, like your success is defined by your posts. And if you get posted, if not or not, but that's not true. And that's yeah. not mm -hmm. going to last. And like social media came and it's not going to last forever. And it's not like, yeah. hopefully not. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it's true. become like one of like the biggest things in our society and like one of the most impactful apps and like all of that. But at the end of the day, you need to understand your worth and you need to work hard for yourself and not for the post. Like mm. that's what I think is really hard to say and hard to well recognize. Thank yeah. you. No, the, the post, that's good. And the same women or the same girls are going to get, they will always be singled out. There's a certain look. It just, it's just is. And mm -hmm. we have to, like, I was never that. I didn't get the recruit, recruit, the, the really tall, you yeah. know, blonde Six girl in the middle. Center back yes, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Is the one who's always going to be noticed. And, and it, and we cannot, we can't get stuck chasing that. So whether it's social media, recruiting, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, as we wrap up our time, do you guys know boy or girl? Yeah, it's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> so okay. female athletes, young girls, yes. now it's even more. Important. Do you guys have a name picked out? We do, but it's a secret. Oh, I was just trying to get it out of you in podcast. I feel like it's baby month. We have a lot of people in our lives yeah, having babies. Um, it is. Uh, shout out to the Carlson family. They just had a young boy, Theo, last night. Everybody's healthy there uh, of out in Montana. But I hope you and your experience giving birth is life-giving, being a mom, starting your own family. Um, you know, you and, you and Trevor are going to be awesome. Thank so, you so thank you guys for being here. Um, thank you, listeners, viewers. Log on to PacificAthletics.org to get more on our podcast. You can visit us on YouTube. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, everything we're talking about right now, you can find us on there. Uh, hopefully you guys have a great week. See you next time.